previously on Live at 605. And it's pretty bad gas. It looks What's like... What's that? Pretty bad gas? Per- pretty Gave bad gas. Give some bad gas? <laughs> yeah. In Antelope Canyon. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. Coming to you live from beautiful downtown Toronto. It's the Victoria Day long weekend celebration. Mm-hmm. And I'm your podcaster, uh, Johnny Tarantino. Oh, God. And uh, my co-host, Val Sinatra. <laughs> Two different eras. Two different eras. <laughs> but uh, how's it going over there? It's going good. It's holiday Monday, as John said. Yes. And I feel like we've had a very eventful weekend, oh, but yeah. also like a lot of fun week because we're coming off birthday week. Yeah, I'm not sure if we're going to get to all those stories today because we have a lot of stuff uh, to talk about from the past few weeks. I know. I don't even remember. I feel like because we pulled some podcasts, I feel like we're still catching up on all the fun hijinks. So we might be able to get to my birthday, but we might not. uh, We might have to save Victoria Day weekend for another time. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, since we have a lot to do, why don't we get into uh, letting people know how to get in contact with us? Yeah. So if you guys want to check out some of the cool shit we've been up to, which are a great backdrop to all of these podcasts, it's ValGomez23 on Instagram. And how are you doing on Instagram this week? Pretty good. Do You just posted an Instagram video that makes fun of me. <laughs> I also posted one about the Jersey Shore, though. That's true. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Malencamp, and if you follow me on Twitter, you're going to get such good tweets as this one. This one got got a lot of remarks. Oh. I remember it by heart. I don't even have to look at it. Okay. I said... Even though you just looked at it. No, no. This is just... Uh, <laughs> I should look at it just Thank to make sure you. I get it. Just so I make sure I get it right. You ready? Yeah. Does Paul Wall still say what it do in his 2018 raps? Okay. Don't know what that means, but keep going. Paul Wall is one of my favorite white rappers from 2005. Did you have to say white? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know a song still tipping with Mike Jones and Slim Thug, right? Nope. Anyways, he said what it do back in the day. So what I'm just curious if he still says what it do. What it do or what it dude? Because then I can say it. What it dude. You can say both. Neither one of them are slurs or anything. Uh, what it do. D-O. What does that even I mean, mean? What's up? What's going on? What it do? Why would you add more words than just saying no, what's just, up? Because this is my all-time, one of my top three favorite rap songs is, he's on it. It's called Still Tippin'. And it goes, what it do, it's Paul Wall, I'm the people's champ. My chain light up like a lamp, because now I'm back with the camp. I'm crawling similar to an ant, because I'm low to the earth. People's feelings get hurt when they figure out what I'm worth. I got 80 foes poking okay. out at the club. Next. Anyway, that's my Paul Wall song. <laughs> It's my derailed. birthday week. I get to say, yeah. Derailed. But if you follow me on Twitter, I'm going to tweet stuff like that okay. and uh, stuff about Childish Gambino. Okay. And um, education stuff sometimes. <laughs> You're a diverse man of interest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> should we just get into sponsorships? Yes. Do you have one? Yes. You do? I do. All right. Well, then this is the sponsorship of oh, the week. Oh, here. Sponsorship of the week. <laughs> Have the sponsorship ready? Yeah, I already put the sting in. Do you have a sponsorship? Yeah. Who should go first? You should Rock, go first. Rock, paper, scissors. One, two, three. One, scissors. Two, three. You cover I the win. paper. 
Okay. That was very good for the audio listeners. <laughs> okay. So this is my sponsorship. I already put this thing in. Oh. I don't know. Keep going. Delete. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. What's your sponsorship? Um. Okay. So my sponsorship has to do with our apartment. And it has to do with the front door. And with all of the security being added, people either not holding the door, not knowing when to hold the door, not doing anything at the door. So one time, actually two times I will say, I was coming through the front door once without you, right? And I had my keys ready to like fob in and there was somebody in front of me and they were like struggling with the door and whatnot. So I let them in, right? The young white man? No. And so there was no security guard there at this time, right? Because we all remember hobo watch 2014 yeah but then there was this other person when we were walking through who was older in front of us yeah. and for whatever reason she went through i think first but then we were holding a bunch of stuff and then or something happened and she was like didn't hold the door for somebody else so i was like what the hell and this woman had like a baby yeah and stuff and so i got so pissed off i kind of like made a face but I, I don't know if I often wonder if she saw my face because then she like walked to the elevator, gone in the elevator and then was like, oh, you know, I just I can't I couldn't hold the door because yeah. of my hands. I'm like, you clearly opened the door for yourself. Yeah. You couldn't do it with for a pregnant woman carrying a baby. Exactly. Right. And then you clearly switched hands to like move your purse around and press the elevator button. She also was going to the penthouse. So here's a fun fact. Don't lie about your inhumanitarianism. Just own up to the fact that you were not going to hold the damn door. Yeah, but we were, and it wasn't like we were 10 steps behind. Like, no. this lady was, like, right behind her. Right behind her. Then, follow-up. So that that's my bigger beef of the two. Yeah. But my second beef was we came home late one night. I can't remember where we were this week. And then, again, this family came out of a cab, oh, right? Or yeah. an Uber or something. And they were coming back from vacation. And so it was a dad um this larger wife woman and they're like seven-year-old kid right they all had luggage and they were like weirdly in front of us yeah and like blocking the door for sure so john and i usually try and like speed demon yeah past everyone because we like we like to just move fast so then this family like waddles up to the first door Hmm. they're kind of like hanging out talking about their vacation and whatnot and then we're like, uh, okay, can we come through now? And so, like, the little kid's, like, struggling to get her suitcase in. Yeah. The mom's looking at, like, FedEx papers. And so I'm like, the dad kind of goes in. Yeah. And so, again, this thing happens where I'm like, are you in or are you out? Am I now holding the door for exactly. you? So we end up holding the door for this family as the mom literally goes to read all the FedEx papers. It's yeah. like... Maybe I don't want to hold the door for your damn kid. Yeah, it's like, get in here. Get in. Like, you can do this tomorrow morning. Or pull your kid out of the damn doorway. So I just feel like there's some weird, like, door etiquette in a... Like, when you live in a communal place, right, that has, like, one entrance that's not a sliding door by any means. For sure. I feel like there's some weird shit going on. And we always end up getting the brunt of it. Yeah, that's why it's another reason why I'm ready to move out of this place is I'm mm-hmm. done with door etiquettes and yeah. holding doors for people or waiting for elevators it's and all so that kind true. of stuff. Yeah. I think I had one more thing that happened in the elevator. We went, so the new elevator is a lot better. It has like the ghost communicator in it. What's the uh, ghost? Oh, yeah. Right? Where you're like somebody saying something and you realize it's the elevator yeah. audio, but it's so muffled and sounds like you're in a tunnel. So like 
two people are in there on their floor i get in on our floor then two other people get in on like the fourth floor and then literally we're like what the hell this elevator is already so packed but we've never been stuck in it before this was in the morning going to work we stop at the second floor and does the world's like largest man get on but like wedge himself on and you know when you can feel you said this is the second floor yeah couldn't take down five steps but the i don't even care if you're a large person my beef is the same as i think last week's when it was like the hockey bag where it's like you can see there's nowhere for you to stand exactly right wait for the next one or you're on the second floor walk down the stairs yeah when Hobo i li- watch 2017 is over when i lived on the second floor i never took the elevator once no and that was the thing like he got in and you could know you know when the door starts beeping and so we're like oh my god if we get stuck now because of like a weight limit and yeah. there's no space i will lose my shit in the morning was he also a heavy breather yes of course he was a large man so anyway that was my sponsorship sponsorship of the week <laughs> I have one as well, but it's kind of like, oh, I just threw the pen. (laughs) It's another reason why I feel like I should just quit Facebook and Instagram because there's nothing on there that really interests me. Okay. So the thing I'm, I'm just something that I'm sick of now. The one thing, this isn't the sponsorship, but I'm just, I'm sick of people. Why are you not doing your sponsorship? No, this, this is, this is all the sponsorship. This isn't the main one. Yeah. I'm sick of people on Facebook. You know how like every day it's like memories. Here's what happened last year, four years ago. Yeah, but that's only you, you see your memories. No, but people can repost their memories. Oh yeah. You can share your memories. Yeah. Which I'm like, if I didn't care about you, like five years ago, eating a salmon, whatever, three years ago at a restaurant, why do I care that you're reposting it now? (laughs) Yeah. You know what? warrants like a repost like did you just meet like the pope or something sure repost that did you just (laughs) shake hands with obama yeah Yeah. but it's like you know went to go see deadpool Mm -hmm. and you're reliving this memory four years later it's like who gives a shit (laughs) so wait what set you off what was the memory uh or what was the caliber of memory uh just a nothing special memory i do think it is to your point though i do think it's crazy when it's not like a real memory like Got like here's our like anniversary yeah. first day I bought my house or yeah, like whatever re- it is had my kid like those kinds of memories maybe because it's like yeah. an anniversary of something real for sure but if it is like like for me I get a lot of like notifications of memories of like went to the Madison yeah exactly right? it's like why would I repost that yeah so that, that just ticked me off but then the one that really pissed me off was mm-hmm. I hate people who I see a lot on Facebook where they post. Not a picture, but they write write a huge status about it being their own birthday. What? So it's one thing if people want to write happy birthday to you. Obviously, that's great. Yeah. But it's like people are like, another year, another milestone. It's come and gone. On this year, I like to reflect about what was 31. And as I take on 32, I see great whatever. <laughs> it's just people posting about their own birthday as if yeah, like they're I hot shit. I feel like shit. you should get like, this is where I will say again, there's different demographics for different social media platforms. Facebook has become, like, I will honestly say, like, a 38 plus. Yeah. Even 35 if you if you don't typically play mm-hmm. in social media where it's, like, you'll see similar posts, similar demographics. It's very, like, monologue heavy now, I would almost argue. Yeah, super heavy. And it's just, like, I don't know. We do a podcast, so I guess that's our outlet. Yeah, but I barely. Can you imagine if somebody fucking transcribed this whole thing? <laughs> So well, I hope not. But I hope not. But like some could argue, this is our Facebook status. Yeah, but we're not like 
throwing it up in everyone's face. Like, we don't even really post. No, you post it on Instagram. Yeah. Like, which is pictured, which is worthy. It's cool stuff. I do it more on Twitter. Facebook, I'm not, like, sharing a memory. Two years ago was our podcast about this. But maybe it is an outlet. But I think this is where it's, like, our blog's gone now. Do people blog anymore? I know they uh, vlog. They vlog. Yeah, don't get me started on vloggers. <laughs> vloggers are the worst. YouTube stars. Yeah, but I, I, I give more cred to YouTube stars. That's true. Right? But then the other one I just remembered was I also want to say fuck you to Facebook overall. Because they're they s- watching your analytics. Mar- uh, Mark it's Norman. That's not his name. What's Mark his name? Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. What do you call him? Mark Norman. <laughs> Norman. <laughs> but um, I want to say a big personal fuck you to Facebook because they censored me all last week. I wonder why. No, they <laughs> <laughs> they censored something that's going to affect you as well. What? Net new. new Neutrality. What? That's that's something apparently that's really bad. Net neutrality? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> Why did you like stumble when you like mumbled it? Because I can't say that word. Neutrality. Which, okay. Um, it's like when you couldn't say oriented yesterday. I thought you were going to say oriental. No, that's what you kept saying. You're career like, orientated. I can't like, say I'm that word. You're like, career oriental. <laughs> Anyways, can I say fuck you to Facebook? Yeah. And you're going to say fuck you right back. Me? They censored our Arizona video. Oh, yes. That was not cool. Here I was posting a 30-second clip of us doing dope shit in Arizona. To the Action Bronson soundtrack. But only using the instrumental to yeah. Easy Rider by Action Bronson. Mm-hmm. And I throw it up on Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Censor it. It's done. Cut it, cut it off. I post on Instagram. No problems there. I wonder why, because Instagram's hip and cooler, and it's better than Facebook, because Facebook sucks donkeys. You know Facebook owns Instagram. Yeah, but it's the same as just, like, (laughs) they own it, but it's not like Mark Norman's overlooking every Instagram. (laughs) Not yet, anyway, that we know of. He's only on trial for Facebook. But I was like, okay, I get it, copyright infringements, but you want to know what really grinded my gears? What? Was I posted on Instagram to success, I then... Posted from Instagram onto my personal Facebook page. I thought that would be okay. Mm-hmm. Censor that too. They took it down. So Isn't I think, that good though that their algorithm works perfectly? No, but like, how am I supposed to post dope music shit? So yeah. you know what I had to do is I had to go to Killer Tracks, download some weird jungle music or something okay. and post that which wasn't as good i'm sorry so isn't that that video though? is like probably the bee's knees of videos though if you want to see dope shit check out that video uh, yeah it's on my uh, instagram so you gotta send a request for me to look okay, wait so what link. in this whole narrative was your actual the facebook shit people saying another Got year it. over okay. bullshit okay i'm 33 i'm allowed to be angry <laughs> That's my sponsorship. <laughs> sponsorship of the week. Don't get me started on Podomatic censoring our uh, titles sometimes. <laughs> so where do you want to start this week? What's on the list? Where did we end off oh, last week? Uh, I don't know, but this one's kind of funny. Uh, remember that one Sunday? We can't say everything, but we were having the world's worst day. You were waiting for something to come that didn't come for a while. Yeah. Uh, a package. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I woke up and I told you my iPhone was broken mm-hmm. because I was like, my my iPod's broken, my AirPods aren't working. I'm like, I need new AirPods and my iPhone wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Turned out my iPhone was on like airplane mode, and then the <laughs> AirPods. So maybe you weren't working. 
Well, then I accidentally was using your AirPods, which is why my AirPods weren't working. <laughs> yeah. Then fast forward to later that night, all these other things happen, and we're making dinner, and we put, I think, like, potatoes in the broiler in the oven. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, get the potatoes out. So I put my hand in with the oven mitt, and my oven mitt caught on fire. <laughs> and it was a big, like, Woof. Yeah. So I was like... It, it was just... basically like a blowtorch moment. Exactly. Uh, so anyway, that was that story. No. Okay. <laughs> Great telling it, John. We also, tell me what you want to, what you want. What you really want to want. I'm going to say some things and you you tell me how you want to steer this ship. Okay. There is, um, say yes to the dress. Mm -hmm. Jersey Shore. Let's do say yes to the dress, then Jersey Shore. Are we doing this chronologically? No. Okay. I was just going to read out the other ones, too. Oh, okay. So I'll tell you what we have to talk about. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. Your yes to address, Jersey Shore, Waco, my presentation, your trip, my bachelor week. Why don't we do, well, trip and bachelor week is the same yeah. thing. Say yes to the dress happened before yeah. that. Why don't we do your presentation first? Yeah, I'll just quickly go over it. So, okay. No, it's nothing that great. It me. is great. Anyways, I did this. I won't even really get into the details. I did this promo for. Hold on. What, what? Backtrack and say what you do in case people haven't listened to the previous one. I'm a promo producer, editor, writer for a very cool TV station. Mm-hmm. So I get to cut promos for some of the best shows on TV, which mm-hmm. is great. And one time uh, there was an error with one of the shows that premiered. So I had to do, I had less than five hours to cut a promo from scratch. And I took an opportunity to do something different and decided to have fun with the situation. So subdued. Yeah, well, no, that's what it is. I just... Yeah. What? Okay, keep going. I'll tell the better part of the story. Oh, you go for you tell the... So basically, um, there was this critically acclaimed show on said channel that John works for and cuts amazing promos for. And the show was coming back, like, on a Wednesday night at, like, 9 p.m. And... You know, exactly how everyone watches TV. You tune into the show, you're watching, you're watching. At the final uh, climax at the end, after the final break, you're waiting for the outro, the show cuts out. So the outro actually went to black. And so what it's called is when Master Control goes to black. So there's dead air. People are pissed off. It was like this huge premiere. And, you know, thousands and thousands of people are just missing what happened. Yeah. Right? And so John gets into work, essentially... And then you kind of have to do damage control. And so John was actually picked from the pool. In five hours, he had to cut a promo that actually addressed the outage because they were going to re-air the next that day. same show the next day. Or that- Isn't that basically what I just said? Not the way you said Oh, no, no. So I did that, and I had some fun, and I wrote a funny script, kind of making fun of the situation, but also being informative and not being too whatever- so it went over really well. People liked it. Mm-hmm. And that's... I, I'll tell the story. Okay, you go for So it. basically what happened is John gets um, tested with burp? this... Ta- no. Oh. I was like, John gets uh, given this task. And you basically didn't have any parameters. You wanted to try and do something different. Like actually acknowledge that the TV the channel made, uh, a, made mistake. a mistake. And like take a humorous reproach with the essence of the show in mind. <laughs> Right, so you put together a whole script narrative. You basically blocked out what you wanted to see and pitched that to your bosses, and everybody's like, okay, I guess so, right? This is great. 
And so from that, the episode obviously re-aired, mm-hmm. right? And your promo went to air and it got a lot of attention from yeah. that point. For sure. So that went over really well, which I was really happy with. Mm-hmm. Fast forward maybe, I don't know, six, seven months later. Mm-hmm. A lot of other things happened with this promo in the background in terms of like getting some attention. But what we're going to talk about is this one thing. Yes. So fast forward seven, eight months later and my boss comes up to me and asks, oh, um, is there any chance you would like to go and be part of a presentation and talk about this promo and the risks that you took to make it, get it created and mm-hmm. get it to air? In front of In front you. of my whole, comp- the whole nationwide country from uh, coast to coast across Canada. So how badass is that? And so obviously I, at first I was a little bit nervous just mm-hmm. to like, she's like, okay, you have 10 minutes to go up and it's all about risk taking, which mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't really want to talk about risk taking. I wanted to talk more about the creative process, mm-hmm. which is what I felt more comfortable with. But that is part of risk taking. For sure. So it uh, turned out it was going to be me and like four other speakers within the company talking about projects they worked on or other projects mm-hmm. that took a big risk and got re- rewarded really well. And so I have a question for you. Sure. Is this a presentation like you guys are on like like doing a podcast or are you just like audible kind of thing like from behind the scenes giving a presentation? Uh, no, it was on a stage in an auditorium that got uh, live webcasted across the country. How often do you do presentations like that, John? Well, I talked to one lady who was presenting right before me and I asked her, I'm like, oh, so do you do a lot of presentations? She's like, yeah, I do these all the time for my job. Yeah. Uh, she said it really nicely, not like snarky like that. And she's like, how about you? I was like, no, this is my uh, my first time. I usually sit in a dark edit bay by myself. <laughs> I'm not used to uh, light or people. But what people may have not known, if you're jo- joining this podcast season um, or a later podcast. one, is that, yes, we do do a podcast, but John has also done stuff with Second City on a main stage. You did stuff in New York, uh, writing for an improv class. And so you do have experience and you are a bit of a thespian when you want to be. So anyways, uh, my main thing was I knew there was going to be about an hour and a half. There's going to be five other speakers. My main thing was, and I was also going last, which I was mm-hmm. not ready for. Well, not obviously I was ready, but I would have rather have gone first because then you mm-hmm. set the tone. Because what if the four people before you blow it out of the water? Then it's like, shit, I got to follow this. Yeah. Well, I'd rather have people follow me. Mm-hmm. But I was like, okay, well, there's nothing I can do. I guess I'm going last. So I mm-hmm. wanted to make sure. Spoiler alert, John is the one who slayed. Oh, yeah, I fucking kicked ass for mm-hmm. sure, obviously. But um, I wanted to make sure it was fun, easy to listen to, not mm-hmm. boring, and I didn't want to read from, like, a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. I wanted to memorize it for the most part, but be loose enough that if I forget something or whatever, I can change sentences around and all mm-hmm. that. So luckily, I live with someone who does great presentations all the time. But not like this. No, but since then you've you've had to do a I bunch. I have had to. And you do a lot more public speaking than I do. I do a lot of public speaking. We do do a lot of presentations. The one thing I would say is you kind of already, like, by the time I got brought in, it was two days to the presentation. <laughs> I found out, like, three weeks before. And then I was like, oh, the first week I won't think about it. And then the second s- week I was like, I'm making a couple notes. Then three days before I'm like, oh, I guess I got to get ready for this. Yeah, but I was also like, why didn't you pull me in sooner? I always, like, I always wonder about this in here. Let you listeners kind of take... be the first to hear john's answer when i need john's help i will literally ask him asap yeah right when there is something i could actively help john on that i have experience in 
No. Two days before. No, no. I Because I asked you. <laughs> uh, I'm also one of those people, if you give me three weeks, mm-hmm. five days before, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I'd work better with less time as why this promo turned out so well. Yeah. I had five hours because... When I had three weeks to do it, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to take the first week and just think about stuff. Okay. I'm going to take a week off, think about things. Okay. When I had two weeks left, I'm going to think a bit harder. Okay. And then the week of, it was on a Thursday, it was on a Friday. Yeah. I knew on the Monday is when shit's got to get real. So mm-hmm. then I wrote out what I wanted to say in jot forms. Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday's when you started to help me. Yeah, two days before your Friday. It was on Friday, three days. Oh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it Anyways, was a Friday. Okay. Anyways, you had great notes. Yeah, so I think the notes. thing is, is that, um, especially when you have 10 minutes to do a presentation, whoever, like, we both work in media, and, like, 30 seconds is a really long time sometimes. Yeah. So 10 minutes is a, is a great amount of time to establish who you are, what you're here for, you're, you're like basically what your challenge was and then like walk through the solution and whoever is doing any type of presentation there is always a story arc and a like a process right there yeah. are beats you need to hit so you had already kind of like walked through your narrative you kind of made up like your whole roadmap of what you wanted to say all i really had to do was anchor it in yeah that's why you're a good creative right? director so like don draper like the don, minus the boozing and philander three not this weekend <laughs> so then so it was really good so you presented to me twice yeah. and then as you were presenting i started taking my own notes <laughs> and then after we finished we took like a bit of like a 30 minute break and i re- basically wrote you a skeleton of yeah. like here's how you should walk through just in case you lose place and guess what i did i took that put it on my ipad and that was my note size because i never held it i put it on the side of the stage exactly so what else do you feel like how did you feel going into that the other good thing is if anyone needs or going to do public speaking or presentations Mm -hmm. the number one thing is practice 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 Mm -hmm. i practiced in front of you a few times but then i actively practiced Mm -hmm. at work and at home by myself so i had gone over it probably probably did the whole thing out and i didn't just do it in my head i would do it out loud like i go to work and luckily my work building's pretty empty so mm-hmm. i would go to this, my own floor and just like speak out loud mm-hmm. and i probably did it i honestly think 60 times see that's awesome on the flip side i went to do a presentation in alberta yeah didn't have time to practice and then forgot 50 percent. no but you did w- really good and it's also mm-hmm. that's different you had all these other things going on it it just my time was i had more time to it do different. it it's different but anyways, practice is always good because uh, sometimes it's one thing to, to think about it in your head, mm-hmm. but then it's like, oh, you also have to get used to hearing the sound of your voice. Which we should be used to, but it's a different. Oh. Well, I was used to it because I also, like, I had a microphone, so that means my voice echoed. So even then, uh, that that was interesting. The good thing was, too, was we did a dress rehearsal the day before, so I got to actually go on the stage, see what the setup was like, mm-hmm. see what my... I had to make slides as well for my mm-hmm. own stuff, which was cool. And then good thing was a lot of people ended up coming out to it. So, like, Ferris came. She doesn't even work for, with me anymore. <laughs> I know. I was trying to come, and I couldn't get out of work. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all right. So a bunch of people came, which was great. And then my one thing was when I was on stage, the funny thing was, too, I actually wasn't nervous no, you're good with that. I was more nervous that I might forget something, but I wasn't nervous to go and talk in mm-hmm. front of people. But I went up there and I made sure, like, 
and I noticed to everyone else who did it stood on the side of the stage. Near I, the podium. I got up and stood in the middle of the stage. Yeah. I tried to be engaging. I tried not to sound like robotic or anything. I think, okay, so you guys can see on my Instagram, I did a pic collage of I'll the whole experience. I'll post a pic too on the Facebook um, page. It, it was awesome. And like John showed me the video and like a lot of friends who were there um, who got to go, who either worked with John, who just kind of like came and dropped in. It was such like a proud moment. Like I did feel like a stage mom because you were noticeably better mm. and different, like a different type of commentator than everyone else. Mm. And I think that that was really cool because you were approachable. Your pacing was really good. Your like message was very good. For but sure. it's like it's like that thing. It's like whatever you're selling, I'm buying. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like you just felt. It just felt different. There was humor. For sure. And like you just looked like you'd been doing this for years. Yeah, I, I watched a couple like Steve Job videos because mm-hmm. he always says really good one or did really good ones and mm-hmm. stuff. So that was fun. And then I was the last one to go. So afterwards, they did like a Q and A. And I think because I was the last one to go, I'd say seventy percent of the questions got directed at me, probably because I was fresh in everyone's mind. And I remember being like not having any breaks, sitting down, and then the first question was directed at me, and I just remember sitting there being like. Oh, thank God this is over. I didn't screw up. Mm-hmm. Then I realized halfway through, oh, shit, this guy's asking me a question. I was yeah. like, I wasn't paying attention at all. But then I heard, like, his last few words, so I just, like, made up some bullshit. Answer. Yeah. I also think what is, like, really classy is that people are asking questions and, like, you in a very humble way, like, after you had answered that first one that got, like, flung at you, there was, like, an open question to the entire panel and nobody stepped up to answer. And you... I know you're not as comfortable being the leader of something, even though you're always the leader. Anyways. You again, you went first. So it was just like such a proud, like such a great moment. Like I think if nothing else, stuff like this showcase, like you do both sides very well. You do the business and you do the creative. And I think use like some of the other advices, if you're doing a presentation and you're like 10th in line in like an hour, Mm. right? Don't spend your whole time while you're there practicing the presentation in your head. Exactly. Try and be in the moment as possible because it won't make you nervous. But you said the other thing is like, find somebody and make eye contact with them. And so you did that really well. And I took that information to me to Alberta. Because I was like, I need to fixate on somebody just so it looks like I'm like looking at people. Definitely. Mm Yeah, so that was the presentation. We went went out and celebrated at Boston Pizza. And then how was that Boston Pizza experience? Is that the one on Young? Yeah. So there's this Boston Pizza. And, like, John loves Boston Pizza. First of all, anyone who talks shit about Boston Pizza, like, take two of these and wake me (laughs) talk to me in the morning. (laughs) I just gave the finger to the microphone. Just like a Michael Scott. Also, I think people peer pressure say they don't like Boston Pizza. Because I was talking to Lori last week Mm -hmm. at work. And she's like, what did you do for your birthday? We went to Boston Pizza. She's like, oh, I love Boston Pizza. I she also like, likes Red Lobster. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, well, can you tell that to Rocco and Dahlia and people? Rocco's Italian. <laughs> I know, but people are always shitting on Boston pizza. Yeah, but you say it like, the problem is, and this is the thing with John, is that John eats good food. Like, we do not, even though he only talks about Subway and Boston pizza, John eats really good food outside of here. Well, if I can be humble for a second. Yeah. Every time we go out with anyone and everyone, do I ever choose the restaurant? No. Do I ever deny a restaurant? No. Will I try anything anyone ever gives me? Yes. So when it's like the one time a year. Two times. When, yeah, when it's the two, three times a year I want to do something of my liking. Hell yeah, I'm going to go to Boston Pizza. Fuck yeah, I'm going to get Little Caesars. Oh, what I want some fancy 
rhubarb pie from for dessert no i want boss i want baskin robbins mint chocolate chip ice cream cake with extra fudge sauce <laughs> like what the fuck's wrong with that okay so anyways boston pizza is a great establishment how was your experience so we go to this new boston pizza and i'm always weary about eating anything on young street between like dundas and wellesley yeah. Is that fair? Or even up Dundas and Bloor. Anything on Young Street right? fishy. Anything on Young Street's always a little questionable. But they opened this Boston pizza basically at Young and Girard. Mm. And it's above like, a, like you have to take an elevator to go upstairs Yeah, that means it's it. cool. Uh, that means there's hobos in it. Like to me, it's like this place could be as sketchy as like our fucking stairwells in 2017. That's true. And so needless to say, we go there because John obviously had an amazing day and we wanted to have Boston pizza. The only other one close to us is at like the CBC building in Toronto. And so we go to this one and it was actually like really nice when you take the elevator up and it wasn't a sketchy experience by any means. And so we go into it, but it's not busy. No. And so I'm like, okay, this is cool. So we get a booth and we have this waiter who's super chill and he's like, um, he's like, can I take your drink order? And we're like, okay, like Dr. Pepper and an yeah. iced tea. And so I get an iced tea and it tastes like disgusting. Yeah. It tasted like basically like, like US iced tea. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, what the hell is this? And it was so watered down, but it was like weirdly bitter. Right. And so then I'm like, he like disappeared i'm like hey is it possible to get like another iced tea and then he's like yeah okay and he's like that's totally cool and i'm like he's like oh is everything okay and i'm like oh it just tastes a little funky mm. kind of thing and so he's like okay he brings back another one totally fine mm. we then order a garden salad and so we get this garden salad and we john and i share it and we're like taking a piece of it right to put it on each of <laughs> each other's like plates and i take like a like a yeah. big swig of it and all of a sudden, there's, like, a note in it, and it's, like, garden salad. As yeah. if, like, somebody had to print out a note to exactly. put on it to say, like, here's what it is. I'm like, John, there's <laughs> a note in my salad. Right? And yeah. I felt so bad because it was, like, all these things to make, like, this was your day. That's okay. And so I, I felt bad. I wouldn't go back to that location. The other one's far superior. Yeah. On Front Street. Mm -hmm. So, anyway. But it was still a fun experience. Yeah. And well, the pizza was good. Speaking of fun experiences, why don't you tell everyone about your say yes to the dress experience? Yeah. That was kind of fun. Yes, no, it was fun. So, um, fast forward, I think this was like two weeks later. So, um, at the end of April, I had kind of done uh, like scouting of like, here's the dresses that I want to get with my bridesmaids and maid of honor, and so which are Ferris, Lillian, and Miranda. And so, we went to like two different stores. Um, or three different stores and I'm very much like the dress is important to me but not as important as other things sure and so like the weird thing is it's like I get really excited about like buying a coat right, right? but like you would hope that the same amount of excitement is to buy your wedding dress right it's not really I said I would be equally excited to just be in the dress beside you For like sure. I think that'll be exciting however I was debating between two dresses, one at the store in Leslieville and one at the store on the Danforth. So I ended up going to Sash and Bustle in Leslieville and Becker's Bridal on the Danforth. Found two really amazing dresses, except there was like about a thousand dollars difference between the two. And so when you feel like I feel, right. then you're like, okay, I don't really need to spend a thousand dollars more on a dress. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I found the dress that I want. We're going to go with Becker's Bridal and do this other one. And actually everyone 
for the most part, actually preferred the one at Bre- Becker's Bridal, nice. which was great. Becker's Bridal, is that the show with Ted Danson from the <laughs> 90s? Isn't that Becker? Yeah. <laughs> right. um, you guys actually had a good TV career. Cheers. Becker's ran seven seasons. Cheers ran like 14, didn't it? Yeah, Becker's. He was all over Kirby Enthusiasm. He's in Fargo. Fargo, and then he's in The Good Place right now. What is The Good Place? Is so, that like The Good Wife spinoff? Or it's that show I watched when you were gone where he's like the gatekeeper in heaven and uh, then Kristen whatever her Wig. name is Wig. now the chick married to Dax Shepard oh Kristen Bell she goes to heaven but it turns out she's a mm-hmm. bad person who ended up there by mistake Ooh. and everyone's like oh it's a great show I watched three episodes and it was alright yeah but it's what demographic like that sounds like it would be like a Roseanne uh, no it kind of not 30 rock but maybe like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt where it's like it was, it was funny it had good characters mm-hmm. I just didn't really care for it fair so i wouldn't show it to you okay yeah okay keep going i'm talking about the show becker from this 90s with cbs Uh, my becker's bridal everyone preferred dresses there (laughs) yeah yeah um so then now i've lost my train of thought you were just saying Mm -hmm. that you you did you decided you were gonna go with becker's bridal yes and And so we wanted to do because i'm not doing a shower because i'm like that doesn't feel like me i also Sometimes I find it hard to do things like I want to do on a weekend. And so it's like, I don't, like, I'd rather just do something with everyone who I, like, like, I care about a lot of people, but just, like, the people closest to the wedding, I would just rather do, like, a girl's thing for that. For sure. And so I decided to do, like, my say yes to the dress moment, whereby I invited all the most important women in my life, um, in my family, in my immediate group of friends, to the store to literally put on the dress again, say yes to it, and then go out for a brunch. Right. And so I was kind of stressing this out for the most of April Mm. because I felt like it's a lot to come by. Your family's obviously in Ottawa. I want them to be part of it. My family, despite living in like Mississauga and Oakville, to get to Toronto sometimes would almost feel harder than (laughs) your family coming from Ottawa. Yeah. Right? I wanted your Aunt Jay to be part of it. Mm. Wanted my friends to be part of it. So like... Trying to coordinate, like, 13 people's schedules, that was hard. But then, for whatever reason, I just threw out a date and didn't even think about it. And somehow... Ended up being the perfect date. Yeah, it actually worked for everyone. So, your family drove down from Ottawa, and your whole family came down, which is amazing to see your, like, your sisters there, because I didn't think they could swing time off work. Same here. But it was actually a PD day, which was great. Yeah. Um, Obviously, your mom and your Aunt Jay came, which Mm -hmm. was really great, because my family hasn't met Aunt Jay. Nope. And then um, all the girls came, so Miranda, Lil, and Ferris, um, which was great, because Ferris actually had a wedding that day. And then my mom, my sister Kim, and my uh, sister Beth. Yeah. Right? And so it was really great. Um, so we went to the store and it was raining and everything. Uh, so, like, right. it's okay. But then the sun came out, like, beautifully in the afternoon. Right. But we get to the shop, and I think, like, by nature of, like, how we were all dressed and, like, ready to go, mm-hmm. people thought, like, for one, I worked there because I was, like, hosting it kind yeah. of thing and, like, at the door, which was hilarious. And then. I think people were confused, even though I wrote it exactly in the email. They were like, is this the dress? Do you have another one you're going to try? No, this try? is and I'm the like, one. This is the dress. Um, and it is weird for anyone who hasn't tried on wedding dresses. You're basically wedging yourself into, like, just like an off the rack. Whatever that size was. Whatever the size was. And, like, it didn't fit me perfectly, but, like, the intent was there. And, like, for me personally, I couldn't tell what my mom thought, mm-hmm. right? And so I was like, uh. But it was really nice. Like, she obviously liked it. Yeah, everyone loved it. 
everyone liked it um so that was really good because i was like oh fuck did i make a mistake but then i'll let you know on the 23rd (laughs) but then afterwards um we went to this place right down the street from becker's bridal called uh fiorentina and it's this amazing place for brunch so if you guys ever need to go to brunch anywhere in the city go there the service was spectacular and we basically put like four tables together and did like champagne and it was really nice like i thought i was gonna pick up everything so i was like ordering stuff like just to treat everybody as if we were hosting like a shower at like our house but uh carl and beth and brandon picked up everything which was really nice and they got you like a cake as well right? they got a surprise cake which was really sweet um carl ordered like bottles of champagne but then i also ordered so then i think almost to the point where everyone between two people had one bottle of nice which was really nice so it ended up being like a lovely afternoon um and a lovely weekend because we actually saw your family the night before too yeah it was really nice we got to go out to my aunt's place and see everyone and Mm -hmm. even when you were out doing the say yes to the dress stuff i took my dad out Mm -hmm. uh for a day on the town which Mm -hmm. was fun i was trying to take him to play ping pong at spin Mm -hmm. but they don't open until two o'clock so like oh so Mm -hmm. i was like okay let's go play pool so we ended up playing or choosing this place on uh bloor like bloor and bathurst Mm -hmm. and any pool hall you go to in downtown toronto it's gonna be like a dive bar type of place but we went at like 11 30 in the morning ballroom i was thinking about this isn't there pool tables at the ballroom uh which one's the ballroom again the one right beside the movie theater yeah uh yeah but isn't that more bowling no upstairs isn't there like a pool table area yeah but that's more just like you go to a bar and there's like a one or two pool tables. this is like we went a to a pool, pool hall where all, you go to play pool and then you drink got it bars are you go to drink and then if there's a pool table uh-huh. available you go play so uh-huh. we went and it was divey, but it was fine. Like, we had a nice table, and it was pretty empty. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, these three, like, really <laughs> mean-looking street toughs walk in. I was mm-hmm. like, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. they were, like, street toughs. Yeah, and it's only, like, noon. Yeah, I also think they were probably some form of homeless. Aww. And they were also, like, hardcore drunk. Like, they walked in. Again, this is 11.30 in the morning, and you could smell the beer on their breasts down the hall. And, of course, they picked the table right next to us. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, come on. And, yeah. And the whole time, they're just swearing and swearing and calling. Not at you guys. No, but it's just like, hey, you fuck boys. Like, you're such a pussy. You suck. Uh. Fuck you. Like, that was all it was. Yeah. And my dad and I were playing whatever. And then, like, the one guy who was doing all the swearing would look. As my dad was taking a shot at one part, he's like, you're going to miss. You suck. You suck. Oh, my God. And then my dad missed. He's like, I told you you suck, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but they only say. your dad say? He made, like, some kind of joke or That's something. Awesome. They only ended up staying for a half an hour, thank God, and then mm-hmm. they bounced out of there, which was good. And then mm-hmm. it ended up being a lot of fun playing pool. It ended up being my dad's six out of the seven games. Nice. And uh, anyone who doesn't think I'm very athletic, we'll talk We'll talk ne- about this next week. But uh, I'm on a roll for sports. All I'm going to say is we pool. We are all yeah. on a, Pool's not a sport. Yeah, it is. It's an activity. Pool's a sport. Pool's it's, an activity. Pool, I don't consider that. Pool, you need that, to know the math and the geometry. Think, I don't... I don't consider that any need to be athletic. Okay. Uh, ping pong. No. That's an Olympic sport. This is sport. like when you can... Compl- you compl- it's an Olympic sport. That's fine, but you compared running a marathon to playing ping pong. Yeah, and I'll reiterate it now and again next week. I could uh, run a marathon with little to no training. <laughs> not going to be first, but I'm not going to be last. Be right in that middle. <laughs> Anyways, so then after that, him and I ended up going to... A bar just to get a drink as we waited for you guys to be done your rest of the dress uh-huh. stuff. So 
ended up being a lot of fun. Then we went back to the apartment, and all you guys were over here, so it was nice to see my family for the weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so it was good. I'm glad you found your dress and everything. Yeah, I think the craziest thing was was that like. So far, wedding planning in general for John and I, like I think we said this last week, hasn't been complicated by any means, but I think it's also like, it's hard to do wedding stuff behind, we both have like pretty demanding jobs, we have a pretty active social life, we're also still trying to like actively buy a house, we, we both do other, right? Yeah. Like I'm on a board... John has like other activities he wants to participate in like yeah. I think it's just it's, it's a lot to come by sometimes and it sneaks up on you so like and you're also just like you want it to be great right For you sure. want everyone to like be accepting of it so the one thing I didn't realize was that when I picked the say yes to the dress date that weekend initially was free and clear right at the end of March yeah but then mid-April I ended up having to leave to fly to California like the next because day. my job changed yeah right and so it's been really great so I got a bit of a bit of a promotion uh, definitely it's amazing uh-huh. it's so well so then I had to fly back to California on the Monday yeah it was a busy I, weekend it was a busy weekend and then from uh California I had to fly to Alberta yeah right and so and the whole week leading up to this Saturday for say yes to the dress was also busy so I didn't even pack Mm. till like sunday at 10 p.m right for two very different styles of temperatures exactly well we'll see if we can get time to do that but do you want to talk a little bit about jersey shore family vacation yeah. at all yeah so i think it's we've talked about it before but uh during the christmas break uh, there was like a marathon of jersey shore on mtv and so we r- really got back into jersey shore mm-hmm. we ended up downloading all the seasons and watching every single season and every episode of Jersey Shore so much so that we liked it we liked it so much that we ended up rewatching it as soon as we finished it mm-hmm. and we watched six seasons and then we got back and started watching season one season two we're currently kind of on season three although we slowed down because we're back into Mad Men right now yes but after we watched the marathon I feel like everyone was watching it over Christmas that they brought back Jersey Shore for Jersey Shore family vacation. I know. This was like written in the stars for us. Because we hadn't thought or talked about Jersey Shore for years. Because uh-huh. why would you? And then all of a sudden we watched it. I'm like, oh, this show is so funny. I started following them all mm-hmm. on Instagram. And it's just like, I feel like they're relevant again. Well, like, I also think it's like, and, and fuck all the haters out yeah, there. Yeah, it's like people who say Boston pizza sucks. <laughs> Not the same, but I will say fuck all the haters out there. The thing with Jersey Shore is, especially at the time it came out, there was no social media. Like, not to the extent, like, they all had Facebook pages. Yeah. But it wasn't, like... There was no Instagram or Twitter Like, not even, like, YouTube wasn't even big at that point. No. Right? And so it was very much, like, these people were just trapped in this house. And you, like, I've read so much on this show now to the point where it's, like, it is so unscripted because the shit they come up with is so ridiculous yeah. right you cannot script this kind of crap like maybe the situations they were put in yeah. had to be scripted like we're gonna take you to italy now like that right. kind of stuff felt scripted but their actual dialogue is so funny for sure and organic and so i think what is great about that show is that it just felt so relatable and real yeah so when i got brought back uh we were so excited it's every <laughs> Thursday, which is affectionately known as Jersey. I wrote it down on the calendar. Every day is Jersey. And it is the thing, I will say, in a world that has no hockey, no baseball, <laughs> no, no basketball, basketball, 
All our no shows bocce are, ball. No bocce ball. All our shows are really in hiatus right now. It's like, Jersey is the day of the week <laughs> I live for. Yeah, we watch oh. it night... There's, I can only think of really four, three or four shows that we watched the night of. There was Breaking Bad, yep. Mad Men, yep. Walking Dead when it was good. Yep. Hockey. Bat- well, hockey, but then I was going to say Bachelor <laughs> and Jersey Shore. Yeah. Out of all the other shows we didn't watch on the night of, those were the main ones, and they're all great in their own different way. So what do you give Jersey Shore Family Vacation 10 years later? Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael benders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight because that white boy crazy. It's tough because it's still good. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's obviously not as good as the original. Mm-hmm. But I would give it probably a solid uh, 8.5 out of 10. Okay. I think that's fair. What about you? I'd probably give it like 9 out of 10. It's still good. The thing that wigs me out is they all the girls look different. Yeah, they've all that's had what plastic. Vinny commented on. And it's like even Snooki looks so different. Yeah, she has like she has insane, like insane duck lips. Yeah, J- Botox. Jaywell looks weird. Yeah, but she's into these weird glasses. But you know, it's I'm sure some parts are scripted, but like someone like Ronnie, where it's like he's so clearly not over Sammy from like mm-hmm. six years ago, and he's having a kid, and it's just like. I feel like his stuff is just so real. Yeah. Where it's like he gets drunk and he admits he's like, yeah, I still love Sammy. And it's Ooh. like it's been like six years where earlier in the day he's talking about how she was done with her and he broke up with her uh. and she was bugging him. But it turned out it's like, no, he kept calling her and he wanted to get back with her 100%. and stuff. And then like then sometimes I get proud of like seeing someone like the situation where I'm like, oh, look at this guy. He has he uh. is trying to turn his life around. Absolutely. Although I loved him when he was like the mic yeah situation yeah i think that's the thing it's like it 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 is interesting to go on this journey with these like seven people yeah and it's like you kind of live through their chaos or you've read up on it and you want them to almost be back in that moment it's kind of like when we were talking about this yesterday at the barbecue with everyone it's like friends who kind of just stay in high school yeah and that is the time of their life that they live for what's great about jersey shore family vacation is they've acknowledged they've moved on yeah. but it is really like come back in this house and we're going to continue mm-hmm. kind of like where we left off but so certain things have to change the only one it hasn't changed for or who's in super denial is ronnie exactly and i still i find Vinny. i don't like him as much this season because yeah. he's like super fitness this yeah. whatever but like Polly D still the same. Polly D, but he's still like he's still like good he's, people. Yeah, but same. he's himself. He doesn't yeah. change. He's still the same. There's nothing ever wrong with him. Snooky's still pretty much the same Snooky. Yeah, which is good. She's still getting wasted, yeah. which is fun. Uh, Dina's kind of the same. Yeah. So. But it is it is it, it is interesting what like two kids a pop, um, yeah. what you would call it, moving away, what millions of dollars and like all that stuff can do to you. So yeah. I will say, haters out there, give it a break. It's the best escapism you'll have in 2018. Exactly. <laughs> so we're actually almost out of time. So I, I feel like we should save some of the bigger stories, like when you went traveling, because then I have some funny stories from that week. Mm-hmm. Bir- How are we going to do birthday traveling, birthday, and May 2 4? Yeah, well, if something doesn't make it, then it just gets extended out there. Hi. But I was going to say what we can talk about before we forget is do you want to talk a little bit about Waco by chance? Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that's a show that mm-hmm. should get more attention that we ended up We really didn't talk about Waco? No, I wrote it down. So, okay. again, I feel like it's been slow for shows that we like lately. Mm-hmm. Like The Walking Dead's on our PVR, but I don't think we're going to watch it. Like I have no need to. We have no need to watch it anymore. Um, like a lot of the big shows, like Mr. Robot, Stranger Things, 
who knows when they're coming back, right? Although 13 Reasons Why just came back. Yeah, although the, start that. the shitty thing I've been reading is it's been getting bad reviews. Probably, though, because maybe it was only set up to be a one-season show. Yeah, it was. And it got so much hype. But what we were looking for is, again, like, I feel like the Christmas break was so good because we discovered so many good shows. Like, um, we ended up watching Big Little Lies, mm-hmm. which was so good. So one of the shows I kept seeing previews for was a show called Waco, mm-hmm. which was all about uh, Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. Texas and David Koresh and his cult. Mm-hmm. And I only I knew briefly a little bit. Like, I knew the name. I didn't really know the mm-hmm. full story. And then I was like, okay, it looks pretty good. It's got Tim Riggins plays mm-hmm. David Koresh. It's got... Michael Shannon plays the FBI guy. He's mm-hmm. got spaghetti face from uh, from True Detective. But then all these really good actors, like Henry Francis from, from Mad Men was on it. Yeah. And uh, John Leguizano. The journalist from, from House, of House of Cards. Like, all these really good, like, no A... A++ list celebrities, mm-hmm. but all these great actors, whenever you watch a show, you're like, oh, I like this person. Like, yeah. Macaulay Culkin's brother was yeah. on it. Like, the less, the youngest brother, who I'd never heard yeah. of. And um, it was only six episodes, but I, we got into it pretty big, I feel like. Absolutely. Um, what you recall it? I, okay, so on the Fastbender scale, what do you give it? Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fastbenders do you get out of ten, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight, because that white boy crazy. I give this one probably a 9.5. Yeah. What about you? So I would probably give this one also a 9 out of 10. Um, and the reason being is I felt like it almost warranted two more episodes. Yeah, I could have done eight episodes. Because, okay, so it's like six-part episode, and it really is it's trying to be told from the FBI negotiator's yeah. stance um, looking in. And it makes, like... Obviously, there's, like, a lot of serial killer cult documentaries and shows out there. Yeah. But it definitely felt like a a very non-neutralized version of storytelling where it's, like, they made David Koresh seem so chill and accessible. Meanwhile, he was, like, married to a 15-year-old. Yeah. Like, he did a lot of bad stuff. But it wasn't, it was, like, glossed over in the Yeah, you sympathize with him and his cult crew. But then it was, like... The FBI essentially was like the bad people. Yeah. But it was like to the point where it was supposed to be an even Stevens kind of narrative. And it didn't feel that way. And the last episode, um, knowing there was a standoff for like 50 days yeah. of the narrative, it was like all 50 days were captured in the last episode. Yeah, they could right? have stretched it out a few more days. and But it's just a crazy story. I didn't realize it in the very end. It's not mm-hmm. spoiler because this is real life. Mm-hmm. But like... 30 women and children were burned to death in a house that the FBI started when it could have been avoided. And it's just, I thought like Tim Riggins, what's his name? He did a great job. What's his name in real life? David Cassidy or something? What? No, that's a Partridge family. A Taylor Kitsch. Taylor Kitsch. I thought he did a great job. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought all of them, like the cast was outstanding. Like this is like something you would see, like, I feel like this could have been a Netflix series. Oh yeah. Right? And like. And it would have got more attention if it was on Netflix. HBO series. Like this, it. If you guys want to go back and watch something that it over a weekend, mm-hmm. check out Waco. I think this, the Discovery Channel or the History Channel made it. It was on Paramount Channel. Oh, okay. So yeah. you can find your own ways to uh, view Get this <laughs> show. I'll just leave it at that. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Mm, why don't we tease off all the other things? Sure. I guess the other things we have to talk about, we still have to finish like solidifying the caterer. No, yeah. we talked about that. No, we just did it 
today. So we oh, that that's I, right? okay. And then what you gonna call it? Then we have we're foxy boxing. Foxy boxing, which is in no way salacious. No, it's actually just regular boxing. But we sign up for boxing, boxing classes. Boxing. We're actually the most active we've ever been right now. Absolutely. Then there's obviously trips, bachelor life. Yeah, I did. Uh, I went partying while you were gone. Yeah, and then I went partying a lot this weekend. I felt like I drank way more than I probably would have in a regular week. No, I don't even remember what we did Friday or Saturday. I went out Friday because I was off on oh, Friday. Yeah, you true. weren't off on Friday. Okay. I took the King and Queen Street tour of Toronto. Oh, okay, that's um, true. What you gonna call it? It was a super fun weekend. But then also what happened was it was John Palooza, much more tame, but still a Palooza. Yeah, I will say. You may have got me the best birthday gift ever. You always say that. No, but look, I honestly, right now, I want to go back out and play basketball. Aww. You got me a basketball for my birthday. And we, we'll obviously talk about this more later, but we shot hoops for like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And all I'm thinking about right now as I look at the basketball is I want to go play more basketball. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun out there. And didn't we discovered you? that the park beside us is in ghetto. So yeah, it's actually good. a really good park to go play basketball. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we did a lot of sports. We did ping pong, baseball, frisbee, football baseball baseball i said yeah. baseball so saw a lot of friends did some barbecuing shot played off hockey some f- with ben yeah we played fireworks we didn't play fireworks we shot fireworks yeah and uh, we did a bunch of other crazy shit mm-hmm. that's doper than uh, most people's life <sighs> anyways but yeah i guess we'll leave it at that and see you guys next week john's birthday next week on live at 605 Earlier you said I got to choose the band of the week because it was my birthday. Yeah. But I'm going to save that for the next episode. But why? Because then we're going to talk about my birthday. So what I want to do is I want to throw you a, a bit of a bone here. Okay. And I'm going to choose a song that I know you'll like. Okay. So how do you feel about a band called Snow Patrol? I love Snow Patrol. What do you like so much about Snow Patrol? I, okay, two things I would say. I remember Snow Patrol coming out and it was in the era of the WB and I was really excited about them. But then when I moved to England, one of the songs, I think it's called Run, came yeah, out. Yeah, and yeah, I that listened song's to awesome. That. I love that song, but I remember listening to it like landing in Heathrow Airport and I felt yeah. like, holy shit, this is like, this is my coming of age song. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a lot of great songs. They've been on Scrubs. They've mm-hmm. been on uh, um, Garden State. Like mm-hmm. I like them. Because you like them because Zach Braff adores them. Anyways, but they do have a lot of great songs, mm-hmm. and they have a comeback album that comes out next week, I think. Mm-hmm. And I really like their. F- they put out four songs, but the one song I like a lot is called "Life on Earth." Okay. It's a good slower song with a little bit of swearing, but it's just like classic Snow Patrol. Okay. So I figured let's do some Snow Patrol this week, and then next week I'll just choose Ray Shrummerd. Okay. <laughs> what does Ray Shrummerd stand for? Ear drummer. Do you remember any of the members' name? Nope. Slim. Jimmy. <laughs> Slim Jimmy. Yeah. And Sway. Lee. There you go. Hey, I got a hundred views. You did? Yeah. On which one? On um, this. That's pretty good. Any comments? Yeah. People are liking it. Yeah. That's good. Go to Instagram to see your crazy uh, Insta stories then. <laughs> so why don't we get into the the song of the week by the band of the week <laughs> is Life on Earth by Snow Patrol. Ooh. So give it a listen and I hope you enjoy. Awesome. So always get in contact with our asses. Facebook.com slash live605. 
You'll see pictures, GIFs, memes, videos that Facebook has edited because they're a bunch of fuckboys. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Malencamp. I'm at ValGomez23. So until next week, I'm your podcaster, John. I am Val. Be easy. Is there any ice cream cake left? No. Nah. <laughs> First snow, first winter of my life I was told it was the height of me The first dance, well the first one that counted Felt like my blood was built from crackling lights All this ancient Wildness we don't understand The first sound of a heartbeat To riots roaring on This is not love you've had before This is something
John Mallon and Val Gomez.